Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Moving to a new country is not an easy or a simple process. You have to find a place to live, get a new job, make new friends, open a new bank account, get a social security number, and maybe you have to do all of that in a language you are still learning. Before I moved to Spain, I had no idea that the process would be so difficult, but yet so rewarding. I had some real lows, many embarrassing moments. It was a true test of my personality, and I was forced to face a lot of my weaknesses, but in the long run, it has without doubt been one of the best decisions I have ever made. So many people are living that experience here in Dublin right now, and I want to give them an opportunity to share their story so that newcomers to the city can hear that they're not the only ones who are experiencing challenging moments. I'd like this podcast to be a 15-minute companion to those of you who are creating one of the most memorable and one of the most important experiences in your life. My name is Mark and today, myself and Ross, say hi Ross. Hello. Are going to have a chat with Nia from Vietnam. Nia, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, so my name's uh, uh, Nghia. I'm uh, from Vietnam. Uh, I've been living in Dublin for the last uh, three years now. Uh, three years now. Um, I originally came here to uh, to do a master's at Trinity College, but also to pursue the uh, the art of stand-up comedy. So <laughs> that that's how I uh, became fascinated with your story. So. Here's a guy from Vietnam, incredibly different culture, um, practicing stand-up comedy in Ireland. So many people who come to this country, it takes them a little bit of time to even get the Irish sense of humour. People say that it's a little bit darker, a little bit more maybe sarcastic than, than other countries in Europe. How have you adapted to not only... Ireland, but Irish comedy. Um, well, because uh, I guess mostly because it's not my first time living in another country. Um, 
before I moved to Ireland, um, I, I used to live in uh, in Scotland for uh, four years. That's why because that's why I did my first. Uh, uh, that's why I did my bachelor de degree, um, and I think living in the UK uh, kind of helped me. Uh, kind of helped me adapting. Uh, helped me with living with, with Ireland because the, the cultures are pretty much similar, and uh, obviously they they both speak English uh, yeah. at very levels, but. Uh, uh, at the same time, um, yeah, there's also the sense of humor. Also, quite uh, yeah, they're also quite similar. I, I guess it with Ireland, with the Irish, with the Irish, Irish sense of humor, because a lot of it's more it's more centered around storytelling, mm. and uh, and this this natural flow to it. It's very It's very uh, intimate. Mm. And where did you start? Uh, where did you get interested in uh, stand up comedy? Uh, when I moved to uh, to Scotland, um, well, before that, I was already like, watching a lot of uh, stand-up comedy, on, mostly on YouTube, uh, and watching the likes of like you know Eddie Murphy and mm -hmm. those kind of people, and I was really fascinated with, uh, yeah, just the uh, stand-up comedy in general, like how they just one person standing on stage talking, uh, and talking, then make people laugh, and um, at the same time, you know, Vietnam, we're from being from Vietnam, we we also have kind of, like. Decent sense of humor as well, mm -hmm. and uh, I think similar to uh, the UK or even Ireland because it's 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 very it very depends on where you are in the country as well. Mm -hmm. mm. I've never been to Vietnam. I I know Ross, you have. You've lived there. Mm -hmm. Um. Is there similarities, uh, if any, between a Vietnamese sense of humor and an Irish sense of humor? Um. Well, I guess there's uh, there's a level of. Well, like you said, it's it's quite. It can be sarcastic. Uh, yeah. So there's a bit of irony. This can be self-deprecating. Um, um, and it's because you know they both went through quite tragic uh, his history, and you know, people have to find a way to uh, adapt to it. Mm. And also, in fact, um, also like, um, it's quite communal. Like, I guess it's quite communal as far as well as very. Uh, both societies you know, are, are quite communal anyway. Mm. So by communal, you mean um, that there's a sense of community in in both and togetherness within both societies. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I can imagine. Uh, I don't, I don't know about you, but there's also like a geopolitical uh, humor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while Ireland is kind of s stuck between, let's say, the, the UK and on on the east side, and then the US on the on the west side. Yeah, you have. Uh, Vietnam, you know, kind of below China yeah. and uh, yeah. next to Thailand, so all of these different kind yeah, of uh, yeah, yeah there's sort of yeah, basically living next to next door to a much more powerful, wealthier neighbor, a, a noisy neighbor, as a, like no, no, a noisy neighbor, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, that that can be a challenge at times. Yeah. yeah, and it's easy to poke fun at the other people as well. So yeah. everyone, uh, everyone seems to like uh, the Vietnamese and the Irish. I think. Yeah. So you came from Vietnam to the UK. I, I think I remember you telling me you moved to Scotland first. Yeah, well, yeah I moved to Scotland first. Uh, so I was there for four years, uh, and then uh, I went after I graduated. I moved back to Vietnam for for a year, for one year, for for one year. Okay, so you moved um, Vietnam to Scotland. Scotland, you were there for four years. You went back. Yeah. For one year to Vietnam, and then you came to Ireland. Yeah. Why Ireland? Yeah. So. This is where it gets interesting uh, because uh, there's always little hints throughout uh, 
my journey before I moved to Ireland because I, I met a lot of Irish people along the way, for example. So back in Vietnam, I went to an international school and my, uh, my university guidance counselor was, uh, was a man from Cork. Oh, okay. And uh, somehow, and, he, and you know, at one point I actually got, I submitted an application to UC, UCC in Cork. In, in Cork and got an offer, but I ended up going to Scotland instead. Okay. Um, and then I visited uh, Ireland for the first time back in around March 2015. was when I was with my university and we were attending a more UN conference. And uh, it was also in Cork, UCC. Mm. Um, and then um, and also like there was a few Irish people like, uh, living in Scotland, living in Edinburgh as well. So I got, got to know them. And uh, when I moved back to Vietnam, um, yeah, I also met, uh, I also met like Irish people living in in Vietnam because I was also quite, I got I was I was quite engaged with the expat community in mm-hmm. uh, uh, in Vietnam anyway because uh, that was that was only what I could do stand comedy because it was still pretty much in in English, English. yeah um, and uh, funny enough um, so and at the same time so and at the same time um, so yeah I figured that I always wanted to go to Ireland at, at some point it was, just, it was a matter of when mm. really mm. and uh, very cool um, so, did you face any challenges moving here? Like, so you had the experience of moving to Scotland. So that was your first kind of... I, I imagine that was quite difficult, but we won't speak too much about that here. But when you came to Dublin, um, how, what challenges have you faced? Um, just, the, uh, just the pace of things, you know, things getting done. Okay. I think that is, uh, it's not unique, isn't it? It's not very unique, especially, uh, I don't like it because um, we're doing things like getting, setting up a bank account uh, took longer than I, took longer than I expected. Um, um, like uh, getting all the paperwork done, uh, done getting the, what was it, the, getting the resident permits, uh, like dealing with uh, bureaucracy and immigration, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I've, I've just heard, and, and Ross, I'm, I know that you have as well, so many story, disaster stories. Um, I wish that they would improve these systems, but it, it really just doesn't seem to be happening. I remember being shocked last year because I had to apply for a new passport. Um, and I applied last thing on a Sunday night. And less than 24 hours later, I had my new passport. My theory is because I applied last thing on a Sunday night, the guy or girl went in on a Monday morning and just instead of going, worked it the wrong way around, you know, so took the latest email and just started working from there. Yeah. Where realistically what they should have done is gone back to the ones that had been submitted earlier. Yeah. But I think I got my passport so quick just that I could be wrong. But um, the administrative public bodies seem to be letting us down a little bit. And it seems to be a disaster for most people coming in. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, what, what would your advice be to, like, somebody coming into Ireland? Uh, get it done earlier? Uh, have patience? Like, is it just something that you have to go through if you live in Ireland? What, what would you say to someone? Um, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, just, you just have to have the degree. Uh, uh, you just have to have that patient really like just go with the go with the flow um also maybe just try to contact people as much as possible like try to get back to uh, try to maybe try to annoy them a bit more mm-hmm. and, or like oh uh, and it's always good to know somebody who knows somebody 
because that's, I think that's how Irish society works. Is yeah, everyone know everyone know everybody. It's one big village anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have got to meet a lot of people through comedy. I think probably hear the comedy scene. Um, would you have any recommendations on how to to meet? people in Dublin, whether they're international people or Irish people? Um, through, uh, through comedy, which is in... In general. In general. Um, well, I, I, I guess I was lucky because when I moved here, because I, I was already... Uh, I, I came to study, so it was, um, so, you know, it was easy enough. Like, when you're part of a course, you, you get to meet like pe- people from different places and you be friends and because you're studying the same thing. Uh, with stand-up comedy, um, it's with with comedy. It's usually uh, you uh, you know somebody who does comedy, and they'll uh, they get you into it, and they'll give you advice on how to start, uh, where where to do your first gig, mm. or where to do your first gig, or how to progress within the ladder. And particularly with like a with, with a small scene like Ireland, compared to like the likes of the UK or US, it's, it can be a bit of a maze to, to navigate around mm. uh, because it can be quite territorial at times, but um, but yeah, all at the same time, um, like you just go see a, go, go see a show, uh, like with a group of friends, like you go and ask a group of friends, you want, because it's, it's the easiest thing you can go to, like, because, like, you just go to a basement pub and just watch some guys do, telling some jokes and laugh, and you know, people who, who laugh to, together, they tend to bond easier. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, I never thought about it when I, when I lived abroad, but to go see a comedy show, you're right, like you're in a place probably small enough like pub or well it depends obviously the size of the the venue but you can i imagine it's quite easy to get to meet people that way well uh, you, you worked a bit in comedy right? when i the only bit of comedy i did was when i moved to hanoi yeah. uh there was a hanoi comedy club uh, and, a, and a and a comedy kind of group that we yeah. joined uh mainly international acts but there was a couple of vietnamese who kind of jumped in on board yeah. and everything like that and then when I did come back to Ireland, I did a couple of like uh, the International Bar and a couple of other places. And I found what you exactly said was it was quite territorial. Yeah. And for maybe for you, obviously, you wanted to pursue it a little bit more seriously. I just wanted to have a little bit of fun. So for me, it was kind of it scared me off doing it yeah. because if you came, they put you at the end. You had to get up the next day to have a bit of work. Yeah. You couldn't continue to do that all the time. Um, but. Like your first gig, like where was it? Uh, what did you think about uh, the reception? Uh, do you think being Vietnamese in Ireland doing comedy gave you a bit of a niche uh, that people wouldn't want to hear from another Irish person in Ireland yeah. doing the same thing? Um, so the way I, I um, so basically, right, so we'll, uh, so while I was doing it in Vietnam, I was thinking about moving to Ireland. I met a, an Irish person who was trying to start comedy in, in Saigon. Uh, where I'm from, was Saigon. He did like a workshop, things like that. And we met at one of the shows. And he basically had a fr- has a friend who's basically now sort of like a full-time comic in, in Dublin. Uh, full-time. And he connected me with, with that person. And and uh, that, that person also became my first contact uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, in Ireland. And... Uh, but so I moved to when I moved to Dublin, he told me to come to to come to see a show. So I come, I want to see a show. Okay, all right. And then I contacted the guy who runs the show to get to give me a spot. So and then, 
So the show that and that was my very first gig in in Dublin, and that gig was basically it was the, uh, uh, the it was called Battle of the Axe. Uh, it was a Battle of the Axe, sort of like mm. a new material, new act now. It was at the uh, the Hey Penny. Mm. Uh, it's no longer there. It was replaced by someone by something else. But it was and before pan before the pandemic, it was where most Irish uh, most uh, comedians would get their first gig. So I basically went through the traditional the, the old rite of passage. Mm. Uh, yeah, what I can remember, I did like, because so I was, I, I basically closed the show, um, it was quite late, it was like 11, like 11, five minutes to half 11, where the, when the last bus leaves, um, I did like 10 minutes, the crowd was alright, it was mostly like tourists, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of Irish people, um, but you know, I, I got some, I got some laughs and they, they enjoyed themselves, and from then on, you know, like uh, he also helped me like find gigs, he, because he's quite well connected with mm -hmm. the, the scene, he would help me find gigs and introduce me to people, um yeah but so back to your point about like uh, me being a niche um yeah i guess you know like just being from somewhere else different uh, gives you a bit of an advantage but also i think achievable for something like comedy you also need good jokes as well to of course, of course. you know to deliver that that niche uh, effectively yeah. mm -hmm. um, and because i because i already done comedy like for a couple of years before i moved here so i already got some material i got like a so like a tight set so mm -hmm. i was able to uh, I was able to bring that to over to uh, to Ireland, and at time and from the t and as time goes on, I was able to like basically adapt it to to the uh, to the uh, to, to to the crowd here. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, so I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions just to to finish up. Um, but uh, first of all, before I do, if you are listening to this, um, you're probably one of not that many. Um, so we'd really, really appreciate it, or I, I'd particularly appreciate it if you enjoy it to, to share this with maybe one friend. Um, let's not be too ambitious. Um, but that would be really helpful. Also, I know that I think on Spotify you can rate this by putting like a quick, rev not even a review, I think you just click a star, um, preferably five stars. Um, and I think that would really, really help us to go a little bit further and to keep doing this. But before we finish, I have a couple of questions. So if you are considering moving or if you were in the situation where you were going to move to Dublin or if you have just arrived, um, what one piece of advice would you give to someone? Um, I think uh, in terms of like before you, the, if you're considering moving, mm -hmm. uh, it's, best, it's best to tap into the Irish the diaspora and wherever you're, you're, you're from. Because uh, yeah, but Irish people are spread across the world, and there might be an Irish pub somewhere, and uh, you might, you you bump into anybody. Bump, like I said, Ireland is one big village. People know people know everyone knows somebody. So you meet some you meet an Irish person in your home country, they will connect you with like whoever you need to, and then. That's a really good piece of advice. Yeah. I never thought about that before. Yeah, so like you just uh, basically tap into that resource. Uh, he was reached that is the Irish diaspora around the world. Brilliant. Good. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I, I would never have thought of mentioning that to someone, but I think it actually would genuinely work. Um, what's your favorite place in Dublin? Um, I have several, but for different pur purposes. Um, mm. For example, I think during the pandemic, really, I, I, uh, I became uh, on a more with the parks here. Uh, like you know, like Phoenix Park, Stephen Green, uh, Stephen mm. Green, Marion Square Park. You know, mm. just a place where you can relax. Particularly for me as well, creative, creatively as well. I to do most of my writing. 
mm. whenever I have a chance when the weather is good. Mm. Sit on the bench and uh, start uh, do, do some reading, do some writing. Um, second place will be uh, um, the the bookstores. Um, oh, cool. The bookshop like the Hodges and Pitches. Yeah. Um, and then third place. Um, so um, I'm running a couple of shows at the moment in Dublin, and most of them are based in this place called Chennai uh, on on Ormond's Key, which is a really nice, a very nice venue because it's uh, it's Irish and up. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's Irish and up. It's quite intimate. It's intimate. There's music. There's comedy. Uh, it's, it's also a good way to meet people, uh, to have beer meetups, and especially it's away from like the you know the the, the it's it's further it's, it's it's close enough as in the center, but it's also further away from like the the noises of like Temple Bar or the madness. Yeah. The madness, yeah. It's a great pub, Chennai. Yeah. Um, I, I I really like that place. I haven't been since the. We'll say uh, air quotes end of the pandemic. Mm. Um, I'd like to go back, but yeah, it's a great pub. Um, and anybody who's listening, they should definitely try and get there for a comedy show. Be uh very good. And a nice way to get to to meet new people, um, and just to have a bit of a laugh, I would say as well. Yeah. Um, we've gone a little bit over time, um, but really appreciate you being here, and thank you so much. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, brilliant. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.